the whole Van Damme universe is very strange to me. I can't seem to get my whole mind wrapped around something that seems so simple. Close your hand, I get the girl. If I cannot, she's yours. Very good. What? You can't do this. Just relax. Welcome back to Plot Stoppers, the podcast where we try and stop the plot of a movie. My name is Pat, and with me is always my friend and confidant, Mike. This is a special, special episode, Patrick. I know you've been looking forward to this since we started the whole podcast. Um, I think this is what this podcast is all about. I mean, <laughs> it might be. It was centered around this movie. It's all about this movie. It's probably one of the greatest pieces of cinematic, you know, treasures ever produced. So uh, why don't you tell the folks what they have, what we have in store for them this evening? Uh, so I'm going to jump around here on the Wikipedia entry um, to give us uh, a kind of wide angle view of all the things that we're in store for, because it's not just about the plot in this movie. Um, so Bloodsport is a 1988 American martial arts action film directed by Newt Arnold and starring, of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme, many yes. others. And I almost don't want to ruin it as we go on and talk about this thing. But this film centers around... Frank Dukes, is that right? That is correct. Frank Dukes, the United States Army captain. I think that's also correct. Okay. And competes in an underground full contact martial arts tournament called the Kumite in Hong Kong. It was one of Van Damme's first starring films showcased his athletic abilities, launching his career as a mainstream action star. Now, quickly, I also wanted to say that I was on a wild roller coaster of a ride going through this film. I'm sure <laughs> because at first when we we're going to do it, I'm like, okay, the movie way back when I haven't seen it since I'm a kid, but of course I know blood sport. Then I rewatch it and I think I'm going to make fun of it and just like be so like horrified about how bad this thing is. Right. And just have fun, make jokes. And then I found out that I really like this movie. It's a great fucking movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it really started to change for me once like Forrest Whitaker showed up. I'm like, oh, damn, Whitaker's in this? The Academy Award winning actor, Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> I was like, like, this shit got real fast, yeah. So that, and then after watching the whole thing, um, Ogre is great. He looks, compared to everyone else in the movie, he looks like Robert De Niro in this thing. <laughs> He's so natural. <laughs> He's, well, he looks great. Hold on, let me, let's just call that out. So you're talking about Donald Gibb, uh, the actor who... <laughs> played ogre in revenge of the nerds uh, which i think came out prior to bloodsport i think so i think so but he's great in it um and then after watching it and then i had no idea that this was quote unquote based on a true story so everything that i was going to make fun of i realized wow i can't really make fun of some of these plots like parts of the plot just because it's based on real events. So I went back. I had to go through my brain. on, And then I find out that Dukes is a nutcase. And none of this is true. <laughs> this is the beauty of this film. It's amazing. The whole thing, the whole, the whole journey was amazing for me. That is fantastic. You came yeah. full circle. I did. I, or, so, or some shape. I'm not sure if it was a circle, but it was some kind of shape. I, I just, I almost want to just sit back and, and listen to you just continue because you're, <laughs> I was just there. like I was all beside myself the whole time. Yeah, I have to be honest with you. I'm I'm shocked right now. I expected you to come right out and just rip this film a new asshole. Um, I'm gonna do that for sure. Oh yeah, and I will. I will too in a, <laughs> in, a in a loving manner. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I expected you to just be like, this was terrible. I can't believe I had to sit through this. And uh, I have to tell you, I'm very excited at the moment. This is like second Christmas for me right now. <laughs> yeah, very good. No, I was uh, I was gripped from the very start, including um, the 45 minute daydream flashback that that Frank has that. Yeah, that <laughs> seriously, like that my time, legs would have fallen asleep. Yeah. 
has has there ever been a longer flashback slash exposition you know i mean i really hope they made frank hold or make john claude hold that pose for that long seriously yeah it was amazing that was probably like like a six-day shoot okay in this scene you're going to be staring at the sword in the living room again still still you're not done yet keep all right go back there all right what am i thinking about uh t <laughs> and karate holy cow. <laughs> holy cow that was incredible so uh, a, a couple things i mean yeah. first of all yes we are talking about blood sport um which you know the this this film pretty much launched van damme's career um uh, made him uh, I don't think he was a household name right after this, but it propelled him to becoming such. Um, it's the second time we see him do his patented split on screen. Um, oh, this is the second time? It's not the yes, first time? Exactly, yes. What's his first movie? Well, his first film is No Retreat, No Surrender. Um, oh, he was I've in, never seen that. Um well, we might have to do that one next. <laughs> we might have to. Loved yeah. Bloodsport. You're going to love that one, too. <laughs> the um, He was also – he had a couple of uh, – he was actually a dancer in the background of Breakin', I think. You can see him in a unitard uh, doing this, like, over-the-top dance move, which oh I'm, sure I'm sure you've – I'm sure you've you've seen that gif pop up on your phone. Oh, that's what that's from? Right, yeah. Where he's like the over overly excited like, "Hey, these people are breakdancing." Yeah. Oh my goodness. You should be the curator of the Van Damme Museum, Pat. I I I've lobbied for the position, uh, <laughs> but there's many people in front of me unfortunately. But um yeah. So it's funny the 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 point you brought up about um Usually when you see a movie based on a true story, they kind of throw that at you in the beginning. And that comment, because it shows up right at the end when they freeze frame on Van Damme on, I guess, like the uh, the the tramway to the to the air, you know, getting on the airplane. Yeah. And it said this movie is based on the true events of Frank Dukes's life, which. So it's funny. This is the second the second episode in a row where we're doing a movie based on on a true story. So I went and did a little looking into what that actually means. Great. Okay. Because I wanted to understand it better for myself. Now, because there's many different types. There's based on a true story. There's based on true events. Sure. There's inspired by actual events sure. and and inspired by a true story. Now, what I've learned is inspired by a true story means like, you know, you you the director saw something or read about something and you were like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm inspired to make a movie mm-hmm. and you may pick and choose what you want sure. from that story and turn it into a film when it says based on a true story or based on actual events, that means that movie is supposed to have some like it's centered around, uh, I guess a more accurate telling of what may have happened. Okay. The problem with this film, as you mentioned, is that Frank Dukes, it has been certified crazy <laughs> and is also a liar. Yeah. So yeah. the events that this movie is based on, while they may be true in Frank Dukes's mind, right, that's the thing. Yes. They may not have actually occurred. <laughs> the, yeah. I, these events did not occur. I don't even think there's any question about this. I think there's some of it is true. Um, but like, yeah, there it's there's a lot there's a lot of uh, you really I I think that's the other thing maybe that's why they didn't put that at the beginning of the film because if you don't know <laughs> it's based on anybody you're like oh it's pretty good movies kick ass <laughs> action packed I'll tell you what then because I completely missed that subtitle it's ve- it's right at the very end I, I didn't know it. so I watched it not knowing that it was based on anything. I didn't find that out until like a day later. 
Yeah. Now, did you see it? Did you see it at the very end when they did his records? Like it said, like, you know, Mr. Duke still holds. So, okay. So maybe it wasn't a day later. Okay. So this is how it went down. So my, my lovely partner had come into the room as I was finishing up blood sport. She's like, what the fuck is this? And she's still with you. (laughs) She is. Yeah. uh, Everything's going great. Pat. It's fine. Sure it is. So, (laughs) so, at the end of it, she just had come in the, the tail end, saw the end fight, and then at the end said, oh, that's weird that they're telling you uh, what happened to the characters. This is based on our true events. And I was like, fucking no, of course not. This movie's ridiculous. How is this based on anything? I was like, they're probably just putting that in there just for fun. And then she started to read about it. She's like, no, this is based on the, this guy, Frank. I was like, what? But yeah, so everything. I mean, I'm an idiot for not knowing this about Bloodsport, but. Oh my God. Are you, no, you, you so are not like that is, this is, yeah, you are not. It made the reveal for me so much better because I had no idea. Yeah. It didn't really, it didn't really change anything. Well, cause back when I saw it, I mean, like I was, I was, you know, I saw this when it was, when it was still, I didn't see it in the theater cause it was only in the theater for a very short period of time. Like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I not even kidding you. I think it might've been a weekend. Wow. Um, and it did very, very well on VHS. Um, as you, you know, we've discussed before, I lived in the video store because um, I didn't really have much of a life in high school. Um, and in high school. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you grew out okay. of that. Well, yeah, no. All right. So I'm talking about this particular point in my life when I didn't have a life, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> I, w- there was no internet, so we didn't know that Frank Dukes was a lunatic. We were just like, oh, okay, Frank Dukes. Yeah, you know, all right, cool. We heard of Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes, yeah. is, that's Van Damme, and, you know, he was a badass and cool. And then as the years passed, they, you begin to find out that Frank Dukes is a certifiable lunatic. And, <laughs> you know, um, and we're not just saying this, like a, 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 a military doctor classified him as such. <laughs> I was reading about this. Yeah. It's, it's official. Yeah. 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 That yeah. he has like flights of fancy, you know, claim to have won the medal of medal of valor, yes. uh, which is funny this, yeah. for, uh, a man who never saw any kind of combat. So, I mean, did he get that medal for, you know, cleaning a runway like what did you do <laughs> but, well maybe got maybe got so but maybe got cte in uh, the kumite and that uh, he thinks all these things happen who knows well this like so it's gonna be hard hard for me not to you know jump and make fun and punch holes all over the sure. place on this but if you really break down frank dukes's life um just trying to figure out like why this is based on a true story like he was born in toronto canada but for some reason in the movie and i'm assuming it's because of van damme's thick accent they decided to make him um french or french canadian because you know, his father, his father, I mean, they went all in on the father, not only the accent, but he's also a winemaker. You know, I'm surprised he didn't have a, a loose baguette in his hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm French. Been, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, of course you are. <laughs> Would have been a good weapon, too. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. this is how I train my son when he gets out of line. <laughs> I hit I hit him with yeasty products. <laughs> This is this is one of my favorite films. I love I love Van Damme. I'm a, a yeah. unabashed uh, Van Damme fan supporter, um, and this is where it all started. So I'm I'm very excited that that we're we're doing this this evening. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I think even before we get towards all the the plot stops, which are going to be abundant um, and early, I would imagine. Yes, I, I need to have some of my questions answered. Sure. So I understand this genre that you are an expert in. Okay. Okay. So what I mean is, for one, as far as dialogue goes, the acting, how that goes, is it intentionally supposed to be really shitty dialogue and really shitty acting? And just focus <laughs> on, like, the sport. And the choreography of the fighting. That, yeah, clearly the attention goes towards the the filming of the fighting. 
Okay. Um, and I think I think this uh, the the actors are there to. Um, I was going to use the word steward because they barely do that, but they're there to just basically just shove the story along to get it to the fight scenes. Okay, that's what I figured. It's not like they're watching dailies on this thing and like the flashback scene in the beginning and they're high fiving each other thinking like, wow, that was a really powerful scene. Like they're just shooting those dailies, getting them in, getting them out just so they can get to the fights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if the bulk of those shoots were centered around the the fights and then they they were able to do all the dialogue scenes in probably three days. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I don't want to sit and make fun of some of that stuff thinking that uh like it's not supposed to be good. Well, it's not the focus of the film. Like right. you're not going to, you don't go to a movie called Bloodsport to see, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Aaron Sorkin level dialogue. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, right. But I love fifth grade dialogue would be nice. Yeah. The- I mean, well, here's the other thing to consider. Like half, if not more than half of the actors in that film, I would say, English was not their first language. Okay, so then there's also this feeling of it being dubbed almost like a kung fu movie. It's I so one of the things I've always noticed is that with Van Damme, um he's got catchphrases and things that he says that I think they're they're words that he doesn't stumble across when he's trying to speak English. Um and I could, could be I could be completely yeah. out of line saying that, but um, he uses he uses the term trust me like he says that a lot like that's almost like his his <laughs> I'll be back but yeah. if you watch Van Damme movies he'll say trust me like okay <laughs> oh yeah sounds good and, and he's you know, pretty good in this like I don't even I'm not even trying to single him out in this he was pretty good he's I, you know what he he did what he was supposed to do yeah, and, it's fine. and you know I mean as far as as far as the fighting went he was he was phenomenal um, you know I think. There was probably uh, truckloads of steroids carted to that set because holy crap. <laughs> yeah, so this was actually going to be my next question um, about the the film. So when they're fighting, especially in the end, they seem to be hardcore flexing while they're fighting. Uh, yeah, like okay. post post strike, like, they do that like long yell. But even during like as they're swinging, like it just seems like they're they're in a constant flex position and i've never studied martial arts but i imagine you'd rather you'd want to be loose except for maybe when you get hit you want to flex right not you don't want to be swinging flexing your arms you're not gonna get any power right Uh, you'd think that but no it's you want to be flexing all the time i mean always (laughs) 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 no i'm completely lying yeah it's, it's not a good move. No, it's not a good move. Okay, so that's yeah. one. The other thing is, I, I, I don't. What, what's uh, what's um, uh, the other guy? The 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 bad guy's name? Chung Lee. Chung Lee has, yeah. from my top to bottom, the longest pecs I've ever seen in my life. He used to be a uh, powerlifter and yeah. bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, it's like his pec from like top to bottom. It was like bigger than my entire torso. Incredibly. His bench press must be ridiculous. Yeah. He's <laughs> in uh, He's in some kind of shape, that guy. He is in some kind of shape. So, okay. So I've got, I got that under control. I understand that then. Okay. Um, so now I have one more question just about plot and then plot stopping in general i don't think we've really discussed the rules or what this really means as far as a plot stop so okay when there's a flashback in the movie so it's in the plot they flash back to x amount of years before where the movie starts if we do a plot stop as part of the flashback does that count as being early in the film or is it still like time of the film where it gets stopped so say a flashback is 10 minutes in and we stop it in the flashback. Is it like pre-movie that we're stopping it or is it 10 minutes in that we're stopping it? Um, is this too technical? No, no, no. no. I, I understand what you're saying because I, I did the same thing last week on uh, Cool Runnings where I stopped the movie in a flashback that didn't even right. happen pre-movie. Right. So I'm thinking it's 
I know it's occurring in the past, but we are viewing this as a chronological Got it. Okay. within the film. So, yeah, and I know exactly where you're going with this. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie, the, the it's it's so funny. This movie is is just like rife with potential plot stops, which I think is hilarious because this movie is devoid of plots. <laughs> right, it has nothing. Yeah. yeah, there's like no story at all. I mean, there is, but, you know, I'm, and, and I'm being a smartass right now, but I think it's hilarious. And there's so many junctures in this film where you could easily put the brakes to this thing and it'd be like, yeah, okay, that's all. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, not being in the writer's room, of course, but I'm sure the idea was, here's the fight, and just work backwards. Uh, yeah, that's how they wrote this thing. I would imagine. Just get us to the fight. As you how said. do we how do we get these two people here? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I I would love. So I I tried listening to an interview with Van Dam today. I think on Collider where he actually talked about Bloodsport, but oh. I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't get to complete it. You know. Sure. But I was. I was interested to hear his thoughts because there. I found a ton of photos of uh, Fra- the actual Frank Dukes with Donald Gibb and uh, Van Dam like on the set because apparently he did some. He did some choreography for the film as well. Okay. Um, and I think he also worked on another Van Dam movie. It might have been Lionheart, which is essentially Bloodsport, but it's like uh, underground fighting with like rich people um okay well yeah. that sounds that sounds amazing yeah we'll do that one next week um <laughs> so yeah so why don't you why don't you why don't you lead it off i mean you wanna i i have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna wind up in the in the in a in the same area so I, i'm not gonna you know what let's just see where you go but i i have a pretty good idea where you're headed yeah sure so i'm gonna do it chronologically because i have a few okay but if we start off early enough, um, we see uh, Frank working out um, wherever in the army barracks, right? Yes. And they, they, I guess the, I don't know who comes to get him, but the an assistant guy, whoever it is, comes to get him and says, you know, was it a captain wants to see him or something? Um, and he says, sure, I just got to go take a shower right there. Knock it the fuck off. They really need Frank to come. You don't go take a shower. You go You go when you're called. So I think simply enough, if he just says, no, you're not taking a fucking shower. You're coming with me right now. And he grabs him. And let's assume Van Dam doesn't fight him off, which maybe he does. But let's say that he just grabs him. And he goes back and they, I don't know, they just, they never really allow him to leave because he doesn't sneak out. Move you over. Perfect. <laughs> That's actually that's that's much earlier than the one I had, but it's a it's it's a <laughs> it's great. Like just let him sneak out of the showers, really. Is this is it that easy to escape from an army base too when you're wanted? You know, at that at that time. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, now, now that you know that Frank Dukes is actually a ninja. Well, fair enough. You know, can you? You know, I mean, he pulled the old. You know. Uh, turn the water on, let it run, and all the water. The shower, yeah. yeah. And he hung it, a towel on the edge of it because that, you know, the clearly, shower. Yeah, the towel didn't make any sense. Well, I mean, it's you know, when you look in there, you're like, oh yeah, you know, that totally looks like a guy showering. <laughs> was there a window too? I didn't even see. They didn't seem to show where he got out. They just said that he was showed that he wasn't there. Yeah, Are there back that, doors to this place? Like how many doors are in and out of the bathroom in this place? Uh, they they did not reveal, but again, I'm I'm gonna go with the ninja. You know he right. You're forgetting he's a ninja. Yeah, so he can easily he can easily you know manipulate the maybe he Shawshanked it out of there. You know <laughs> maybe maybe he did. He's, he's yeah. been digging a hole for a long time. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> and the other funny thing for for my attention span, I missed the subtitle about it, this being a true story. And then later on, I think it was like the second or third scene that Forrest Whitaker is in with his partner. Um, and they're, it's like when Van Damme's going down the alleyway and they're attacking them from the sides or whatever it was. Yes. Um, and I was, I thought to myself, like, why the fuck are these cops after like Frank Dukes? And then I remembered, oh my God, that's right. He was in the army for like 35 seconds in the beginning of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like I completely forgot about that. 
Anyway. Yeah, they should have yeah. they should have developed that uh, maybe a little better. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. So anyway, that was my thought um, that they could stop this a few minutes into this film. I I think that's great. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you got? You know. Um. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the flashback scene. Um. When he arrives at. Uh, Shidoshi Tanaka's house, uh, yeah. who is the gentleman who trained um, Van Damme or Frank Dukes. Can we, let's just call him Van Damme. All right. Now. Sure. No, yes. actually, maybe we should stick with Fra- Frank Dukes. I that doesn't matter. We can rotate back and forth. It's fine. Yes. So, you know, he greets he greets uh, Mrs. Tanaka and she's like, oh, he's going to be so happy to see see you here. Wait right here. I'll tell him you're here. And he sees a sword sitting on the mantle of the fireplace and has a flashback with his two friends. Now there's multiple points here where I could just stop this because you know, the, the stupidity of anyone going, Hey man, you want to hang out with us? Cool. Let's break into this Japanese family's house. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm going to be like, you know what? You know, (laughs) from out of town, but no, I'm not, I don't want to do that, but okay. He goes through with it. The one. So after um, they start stealing stuff, uh, one of the kids takes the sword and drops it when they hear someone coming. And instead of running, young Frank Dukes picks it up and starts admiring it. And um, Tanaka's son comes in and gives him a nice kick to the stomach, knocks him out. Does. And he tells him to go do his homework. (laughs) And he told him he starts to talk about the sword a little bit and says, you know, you can't get a katana sword by stealing it. And he's really horribly accent says, I wasn't going to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) And he swings the sword and cuts the bill of his hat off. Yeah. Cool move. Never seen that before. No. Very cool. And just a quick pause. He's wearing a San Francisco Giants hat. And a right. New York Giants weird sweater jersey. It's almost like a New York Giants hockey sweater yes. that he's wearing, which I yeah. thought that was crazy. Did he not know that there were two different teams? But he was like, I love the Giants, and his parents just got him Giants stuff, and they didn't know that there were two different sports and two different teams altogether. I am not going to blame that on on the kid or the actor. I am going to blame that completely on the wardrobe. Oh, you think that was a wardrobe error, not a character choice? hundred percent. Oh, that makes it so much better. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way they did that intentionally. <laughs> okay. You know, I want that sweater. That was that was incredible. I'm sure was someone was like, oh, I need a I need a giant oh, a giant's one. jersey and a giant's hat. So they probably. Oh, that's great. If that's true. That's yeah. Great. Okay. And think about it. Most of this movie was probably filmed in Hong Kong also. So oh. they may not have been oh, is that familiar. True? Well, I mean, I, I would think so, yeah. Oh, you're right. Bloodsport was entirely filmed on location in Hong Kong. There you go. I didn't even have to think too hard on that one. <laughs> they probably rented out that hotel. They probably had someone go run around and they said, get a Giants hat and a Giants jersey. We'll make it like – He's maybe they, so funny. They wanted yeah. it to be like it was from California, but they didn't realize that there was a Giants football team also. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah, but they also they didn't match. Again, <laughs> this is somebody who football Giants were also black and orange. I think it's whatever. I mean, but they're completely different color schemes. I and, still I think that's a wardrobe malfunction. That is great. We gotta, I'm, I'm going to stand by that. We could look into that. But well, yeah, well, let's see if we can get uh, our producers on it. So we can reach out to somebody from the uh, production. <laughs> we should. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we'll get them on the show next week. So. Um, in the movie, after he swung the sword and cut the bill of his hat off, uh, young Frank Dukes didn't flinch, and Tanaka was very impressed by this. I submit that he swung that sword so fast there was no time to flinch. But in my plot stop, after the sword cuts the bill of his hat off, Frank Dukes pees himself and cries like a little good girl, and Tanaka's like, get the fuck out of my house. And that's pretty much the end of it. Frank leaves and that's the last he ever sees of um, Shidoshi Tanaka. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a pretty normal reaction for a kid to have. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so that's pretty good. So then he would stop there, and he said, "Keith says get out." Maybe he calls the cops even. Or yeah, he tells him to get out. I think he probably would have said, "Just get the hell out," and yeah. not not done anything. You know, because even that, I love that part. I I've been laughing about that for like freaking thirty years. You're <laughs> not gonna call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, wow, how did they get, how did they, or yeah. is this guy, they're like, okay, listen, the the guy you grow up to be can't speak a lick of English, so really overdo your French accent. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah whatever, that, that, that kid's probably like like Brad Pitt or something now, like, we just don't know it, because he was so, like, young, and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. turns out he's the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> I don't know. We'll so, check on. We'll check on that. So that's it. That's my okay. that's my my first plot stop right there. All right. Okay. That's pretty good. It's pretty early. It's not long uh, after, right? That's probably, he escapes uh, and then he shows up at the door. After yours. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. we've got two early ones. Not surprising that we're getting in there pretty early. Um, all right. So my next one to even stop any of these things from happening, but will be later in the film as we discussed. So it's it has to do with the flashback as well, but it's not exactly in the flashback. It just follows a theme we've had in other movies that we've stopped in that bad or even horrendous parenting has led to this these characters and these conflicts and these plots. So my point here is the dad. What's his name? His character name? Uh, Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka. OK, so Tanaka uh, raising his son to think he has to compete in an underground fight to the death to have honor. I don't think that is really good parenting. So I think it would be more that Tanaka's missed the mark here and just wants to teach whatever form of their martial art that he's teaching is, but doing a little bit more Miyagi, which is you fight to protect yourself. You don't fight to just fight. And I think he did a bad job instilling that those values in his son. And then his son never wants to go to Kumite and doesn't you know, get kicked in the neck and die. And then Van Damme is just kind of hanging out long for the ride. He doesn't even know about it. All right. So here's an interesting thing. Let me let me ask you this. Do you sure. did you make the assumption that the person that Chong Lee killed in the previous Kumite was uh, was Tanaka's son? I Yes. Right All right, that's it. that's not the first time I've heard that, and oh, I never. Is it not true? No, I don't. I there's, it's never really spoken about. I know they talk about, um, they talk about, uh, you know, the guy dying or uh, Vic, uh, Victor Lee is the the I guess is like, what would you call him? His his guide while he's in Hong Kong. He's the one that tells him about the the guy that you know he yeah. killed the guy during the last Kumite, um. So you're assuming that that was that was Shiro, who is Tanaka's son, um, the little guy that got beat up uh, at school that um, young Frank Duke saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just assumed. Uh, no, I think that I think that's a fair assumption. Like I like I never really knew, you know, um, and I never put that together. And I think it would have taken more than because I think it's every five years. They have the the. Oh, Kumite. it's every five years. Okay. Oh no, yeah. I don't think it's okay, every. It's not it's every, not every year. year oh, it just right. says he killed a guy during the last Kumite. You know, and he doesn't say he doesn't say when that Kumite was. So maybe five years. I mean, if Daniel Larusso can get a black belt in in thirty days, 30 days. then <laughs> maybe this guy could win the Kumite in five years. I think that's fair. That's a pretty decent. Yeah, Kumite. Five years, all Valley Championship, thirty days. I think Makes that's sense. that's a fair. It's a decent yeah. ratio, yeah. Okay, huh. I I know I I like that theory. I want to look into it more. Then I I wanted to find out more today, and I looked on it, and they said it's never really discussed. Um, you know how he died. Uh, but he was going to the Kumite, though, wasn't he? He wanted to. We don't know if he ever actually made it. They didn't tell us how he died. I just assumed he went and died. At the... Okay, well, okay. All right, well, yeah. fair enough. Huh. Well, then that would kill my plot stop if that's not where he died. Well, let's assume Let's assume it was. All right, then that's where I'm stopping it. All right. Do better parenting is what I'm, is what I'm choosing. 
So when he says, like when they're when they're kneeling in front of the shrine and he says, "Train me," you know, and he gets all mad, like you know, you're not Japanese. Well, you know. I, this, that wouldn't have happened if like his uh, if his son never went to Kumite and died, and that other stuff doesn't have to happen. It's so funny how like he that's the that's like the kids like one of three lines in the whole movie one of them is like really racist uh the other one after he gets his ass kicked and young frank duke saves him he gets up and he's rubbing his knee and his elbow and he's like someday i'll fight in the kumite and i'll make my dad proud and i was like dude you can't even yeah against like the bartles and james gang (laughs) (laughs) and also i was gonna ask you about that too because they were showing that the little kid was beaten up Frank, right in the earlier scene, and and then Frank's mad. Like, what do you? I'm not here just to be a punching bag. I'm here yes. to train. So yeah, he's he beating the crap out of Jean Claude. I think I'm sorry, I'm missing the names here. Frank Jean Claude. We're gonna call him from now on. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so then I was confused watching the next scene at the school, and the kids get his ass kicked, and then Jean Claude like you know fights them all off. Um, yeah, yeah it could have, it could have been an odds thing, you know? And I mean, he was, he sure. was, he was a little fella, you know? And also when you're training under Tanaka and he's basically saying, you know, take this punch while my son throws it at your face. Like you don't really have much of a chance. Yeah. Um, but he must've picked something up while I was getting beat up. <laughs> fair enough. Fair, fair you enough. Know? Um, also very clear, uh, very quickly here. Uh, I just went to answers.com. Okay. One of my favorite sites. I'm on there all day. Um, and it says, in the movie Bloodsport, how did Senjo Tanaka's son Shingo die? It says Kumite. K-U-M-A-T-A-Y. Oh, all right. So, so clearly, this is... this is Well, if it's on Answers.com, it must be true. <laughs> Who can believe the site's still around? Your okay. one-stop source for all things Bloodsport yeah, and it, Frank Dukes. If I couldn't find it here, Alta Vista was going to be next. um okay so that's my stop which is still later in in the in the movie but in the idea is that you know the none of the stuff even has to happen Uh, yeah no i i i i I think that's i think that's great too um (laughs) it's definitely one of those like yeah so he would bring that would probably happen after the sword fighting scene and he's training the kids, but he's like, we're doing this just, you know, for exercise and maybe to honor our, you know, our, our heritage. Yeah. Uh, just to train. It's not to uh, fight in a, an underground death battle in Hong Kong. Right. And you're, and he, and after you get your, your ass kicked at school, he's going to be like, listen, dude, you're definitely not going to the Kumite. You're not, this is not a good idea. Yeah, that's like the equivalent of like me hanging out with my buddies and like we go play wiffle ball and like I strike out 18 times. I'm like, I'm going to play center field for the Yankees. Exactly. Like, Dude, you just struck out in wiffle ball. What are you talking about? No one's you no stink. one's going to go. Yeah, no one's going to go. Yeah, you're ready. Yeah. You're the ready, guy that Mike. struck you out like can't even he's, walk straight. Like he's, he's not even that blind. good. A- yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's only, he only has one leg. Yeah. Like, buddy, you can't hack it here. Like, uh, you know, you know, will and determination is one thing, but, you know, you, know, you just don't I, have any yeah. talent. <laughs> wow. People you play stickball with are really assholes. They're really rough. They're I mean, they're, they're, they're realistic, but their feedback is not, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not constructive. Yeah, but it's keeping me from uh, going to fight in the Kumite, right? Well, apparently not. It sounds like you're still trying out for the Yankees. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, but no, like, no, no, you should go to the Kumite. Yeah, absolutely. You'll do great. Yeah, that's a good plan. Well, yeah. I, that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure after he got home from school, you know, Shidoshi Tanaka's like, hey, Shiro, how was your day today? Oh, it was great, Dad. Oh, he's not going to go, hey, I got my ass kicked by a bunch of kids. And, <laughs> and Frank actually saved me. Yeah. You know, he's not going to share that information. He's going to be like, yeah, everything was great. I had a great day. Everything's awesome. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, hey, Shiro, show me the baby browns. <laughs> right. It's like, why are you wearing sunglasses? <laughs> right. Um, all right. So it sounds like you have another stop yourself. We're so early on. We're still only 10, 15 minutes, folks. So really, I, we're not too deep in this film. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I'm I it's it's amazing how many here how many points in this movie you could you could stop it. <laughs> but 
but we're we're gonna we're gonna go there. Yeah. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go further on into the future. Um, well, I mean, there's so many different par- parts during that training montage that we could we could end this. Um, oh sure, sure. You know, like I was th- like he could have just like like ripped his hamstrings apart during that horrible like leg stretching scene. Yeah, um, absolutely. Could you, could you imagine being Tanaka's neighbor? Like, what if you were just outside, like pruning the rose bushes, and you see him torturing some like teenage kid on, yeah. on like a, a rack between two bamboo trees? Like, hey, Tanaka, how's it going? You know, oh, it's good. How are you doing, Al? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Say hi to the wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, meanwhile, it's like, what's that screaming going on in your backyard? He yeah. must have had substantial property. Otherwise, people would be like. You know, the cops are showing up. Oh, no, 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 no. They're just doing their karate in the backyard. Oh, okay, Miss Tanaka. Just tell them to keep it down. It's substantial property, yet very easily accessible with windows wide open so kids can just hop in whenever they feel like it. Well, yeah, that's through the front. But, you know, if you want to get to the backyard where the dojo is, um, you know, nice. I have my, my, my fake kumite training runway, <laughs> you know, my leg stretching device for, for, for teenage boys. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not a not a good look. But no. No. anyway, we'll go past that. Uh, we're going to Hong Kong, and um, Victor Lee takes them down that long alleyway, and it's the first time we see the actual arena where they're going to be fighting. And the two judges question uh, whether or not he is from the Tanaka clan and they ask him to do the dim Mac, which is yeah. the death, death touch. Yeah. And as we saw in the movie, Frank, you know, hits the bricks. They, he breaks the bottom ones as requested by the judges in this plot stop. He only smashes the top one. Oh, and, like following physics, like laws of physics is what you're yes, saying. Yes, yes. The ninja, the ninjutsu does not work, and <laughs> the judges, shocking. the judges do not honor his invitation, and uh, he has to go home. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think of that because I was suspending all of my uh, disbelief, but uh, you are correct, sir. <laughs> that could not happen, um, and those judges are idiots. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to believe it could happen, you know, what what I think is funny is that, like, they they take Ray Jackson's invitation and they're like, oh, cool. You're you're a big hairy guy who drinks beer on the bus. You're ready to go. Yeah, Not in, yeah no question. Yeah. yeah, we'll sign you right up uh, right over here, yeah. please, sir. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you trained under a Japanese guy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how could that have possibly happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that is that's pretty good. So at that point, they're like, "Sorry, man, you got to go home." Yep, no kumite for you. No kumite for you. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So I think for me, I didn't have a stop per se for once we get to kumite, other than my thought of how ridiculous this is. I guess the reporter is oddly trying to figure out what's going on with this underground battle. I'm thinking, okay, I could see how there's like a fight club and even a bunch of rich guys or have this thing set up and it's totally private, almost like taken, like, you know, very unique clientele, you know, that kind of thing going on. Yeah. Of course. And then, okay, okay, fine. And then they show up to this thing. They bring us as the audience to the Kumite and it's like Madison square garden. Yeah, it's a huge arena with like tons of people around. How do you possibly keep something that quiet? So I thought like, oh, this is bullshit. This is stupid. So to me, it would just be you can't have this would get found out if it was that big. Therefore, stop. So, okay, so you're saying the secret would have been out and Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I wonder I, I think I think you're absolutely correct, but there's no doubt in my mind that there's probably some some greasing of the wheels that goes on behind the scenes that say, you know, hey, you know, we we're going to have that Kumite thing again here, officer. Well, How they set like- it up to say this year was being run by like the 
the mob in Hong Kong, right? It was something like that. That's what Frank's like escort says, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's still We're just too big. The nuts, guys. Yeah, to me, it's still just. It's one thing to have a big circuit and a like a syndicate that's underground. It's another to bring that entire syndicate together and have it be like ten thousand people. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like they've, they've got to at some point get in line to go in the thing. You know what I mean? Like it's just like where is this built? Like I just it just didn't it didn't fly with me. It would it would have been better off if it was just like at the most a hundred people watching this thing. So in your plot stop, because of the visibility to so many uh, patrons, you're yeah. saying that it would have got it would have got shut down. It would have gotten shut down. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. Therefore. There was no Kumite, and they all just – who knows? Maybe they break off and say, okay, you guys go fight on your own or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny how um, the reporter's trying to get a story the entire time, and then and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll just I'll just pretend to go undercover and be a prostitute. I'll just be a hooker, yeah. You know, where she could have legitimately said hello to anyone but a person fighting in the event to get access. <laughs> Yeah. No, you you raise a fantastic point. Like it is it is actually pretty funny. So I guess that could be another stop too. How many guys did she have to go through before she found one that would take her to the? Like, how would she know that this guy was going to Kumite? Well, she talked like the two fellas she talked to in the beginning were were very nice, uh, albeit aloof. You know, they weren't giving her anything, and then like. I, I guess the guy was like Saudi Arabian or something or Mongolian. He's made an appearance. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, you know, um, yeah, I'll give you your story, but I, you have to come up to my room so I can rape you first. Like right. he was, I was like, maybe, maybe you should let the story go. This isn't really, uh, you know, this isn't the way to go. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I agree with that. And she was diligent. She wanted to get that story, Pat. What can I say? Um, not much of a story. I think if I saw that in the newspaper, I'd be like, oh, whatever. I'm like, I could just watch UFC, but whatever. Well, I mean, there was no UFC back then. Well, it was coming around. So this is 88. I can remember watching like that was it was just coming around. I remember being on pay-per-view like 91, 92, maybe. And it was no, like, oh, God, there's going to be fighting going much, on without gloves. That was my, it was much later. I think I think uh, UFC started like mid to late 90s. I think the first UFC uh, I want to say was probably like 95 or 96. It was probably 96. 93. Really? Yeah. No way. I'm looking at it. Uh, maybe you're right. McNichols no. Sports Arena, Friday, November 12th, 1993. Okay. Uh, All right, but that's still much later than 88. Yeah. All right. Uh, I wonder I wonder if she was able to get a story from uh, from that uh, th- about that one. I wonder if Bloodsport inspired this. Uh, according to Frank Dukes, he created everything, including the internet. So, um, oh, he did him and Gore, huh? Yeah, yeah. He was well. They were, you know, together, and they created. They, and then, like a couple fighting fighting styles, and you know, Al Gore fought in the second Kumite. <laughs> he did Kill, killed a guy actually. He killed his, yeah, <laughs> that's why he didn't get elected. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah. I'm sure he'd rather have the title than presidency anyway. Well, he'd have a katana sword sitting in the Oval Office right now. <laughs> and then some kids would try and come and steal it. Yeah, it'd be a whole circle. Yeah. You, you would start training them in the backyard yeah. of the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, yeah I never I, – I didn't really think – you're thinking about like the practicality of the whole thing. Yeah, I was like this is completely impractical. That's when it started. Yeah. That's when I, again, just assumed this whole thing was made up because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's like the, everyone's talking about how secret it is. It's all very secret. And then when you get there, you know, like – There's everyone, thousands everyone, of people. Everyone and their mother is like gambling and, you know, placing bets. And I was like, oh. Yeah, there's, there's like Budweiser ads. Like what the fuck? Yeah. It's, no, it's a really, really good point. You know? it's, like, it's not easy to keep a secret when you invite the entire city to your event. I, you know, unless they have to sign some sort of like, you know, rock solid non-disclosure agreement, you know. Yeah. Um, and I guess you don't really want to. Did they say it was like uh, the Yakuza or no, the Yakuza is Japanese. Um, but I think they they did they mention what 
what mafia it was or I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Anyway, I no, anyway, that's a that's yeah. a that's a that's a good one. That's All right, good. Really All good right, one. Thanks. Thanks. All right, so you have do you have something else? <laughs> yeah, I could keep going. Um, <laughs> okay. Um I'll I'll keep this one quick. Uh the lobby scene of the hotel, Van Damme and Ray are hanging out and well, Ray's drinking beers and Helmer and Rollins show up with their tasers. Oh, those fucking tasers were amazing. Yeah, yeah. They look like I don't know, they look like old school remote TV remote controls. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck those things were. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. Um in this plot stop. They they tase him before Ray Jackson does anything, and Van Dam gets fifty thousand volts, which they threaten him with, and he is brought back to the United States. Yeah, why wouldn't they just tase him? I guess I guess you don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not good for a human. Yeah, but... thousand volts really necessary? Um, like, what maybe is a taser if it's going to kill the subject. That's not, you know. Yeah. But okay. I yeah. So that's it. Simple. Simple. Looked like Done. one of those nineteen these like big flashlights. <laughs> it was. They were it's or like, or like that. off off the set of like an old Flash Gordon movie. <laughs> you know, like an ogre gets it. Do they shoot him with it? No, they don't. No, he. Uh, Farce Whitaker threatens him. Yeah. You know, I think he says like, if you wanna if you wanna shit sparks or you better you better stay put. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah. Only Forrest Whitaker could deliver that line. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Like, I ain't your pal, dick face. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you know what? It's funny. I, I wanted to say that in the opener, and I totally forgot. <laughs> it's, oh, I ain't your pal, dick face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Mike. I ain't your friend, dick face. <laughs> Well, you can do it now. This is why I need to. This is why I need to take notes, Pat. Clever editing. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, if we just we're gonna move through for me a little bit, just in the fight now, the end fight. So, stopping at this late is pointless. But it would fun. change the outcome of the. It would change the outcome of the film. So after, uh, what's the uh, bad guy's name again? Chung Li. Chung Li. So, uh, when Chung Li throws. Something in Frank's eyes. Yes, it's some sort of uh, like powdery substance. Yeah, some powdery substance, maybe anthrax. Who knows? And he <laughs> blinds he blinds Frank, and luckily Frank was you know learning how to eat dinner blindfolded, so he could prevent the uh, the attacks. After you blind your opponent, he goes off and dances and then like celebrates. Just sneak up behind him and take him out at that point. What the fuck? That's that's uh that's a standard uh All right, so now I'm just Hollywood nitpicking. fighting. Okay, so now I'm nitpicking everyone knows this is obvious. Okay, so forget that one. I would say then um I am all out of stops. I think uh, for me after just not having a global event take place in the city um and have it be visible for all to see, after that I just I have to let it go. Everything is fine. Um, okay. I mean, I, like I still, there's, there's, I think there's still a couple of more, like, um, like maybe, maybe he just loses the first fight that he's in. He could it's, lose a fight. Sure. Yeah. Instead of, instead of like, you know, he's still competing, which the government does not want, but, uh, there were fans by the end. Yeah. They're cheering. Yeah, I mean, he was he, well. He was making them a lot of money, you know. Oh, did uh, they bet? Did they bet on him? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. See, I paid no attention. Well, it, so that was on. the whole that was the whole thing. I think I think part <laughs> of the reason like the mafia was all on board with this is because like you know, hey, we can make a lot of a lot of money. So they were handing out all those like slips. Sure. And then after somebody lost a fight, like you could see all the paper slips like yeah, yeah, drop yeah. into the floor because like guys were pissed that they lost. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, it's a very lucrative business, and yeah, that one guy that was dating the reporter um, wanted to make sure he was fighting because he was making a lot of money on uh, on Frank Dukes. Oh yeah, that guy was all about it. Yeah, yeah, he liked it. he liked his he liked his gambling. 
He did like his gambling, and also the reporter said to him, if you like his fighting, you're going to love his cock. <laughs> and he really wears some great underwear, too. <laughs> he does. You know what? When I saw... <laughs> so sure sure enough i was of course thinking about you when i was watching this movie of course you uh, were <laughs> but with the scene especially when i saw his red tidy readies i was like oh patrick you know i was like immediately thought like he probably has a pair of those because uh, well i'm wearing them right now actually <laughs> yeah and that and and little else <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the underwear is amazing yeah <laughs> that was I, that that whole that whole like I know they needed to do something like that for their for uh, the underwear. No, well I'm wondering if that whole scene was like for and and you'll have to ask you'll have to ask your your counterpart about this. Like I I feel like that was that was like to satisfy the the female quotient of the audience. Oh yeah. Cause they were really <laughs> during their uh, screen test. They were, the ladies really responded well to the film. Well, it was either it's the relationship or you <laughs> yeah. know what? You're going to get to see Van Damme shirtless and his ass. Sure. It's almost like, ass. yeah, it's almost like at the time too, with music, like it just needed a guitar solo. That's the, yeah. that's the movie version of a guitar solo. Which you kind of to have like a relationship, yeah. You kind of got that in this, if if you remember, they had the the guitar solo during his like uh, his "I Feel Bad That Ray Got Hurt" montage, where he got on the subway train. <laughs> and... Music in this is fucking insane. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I think I think after after this movie was done, those guys all went and started singing like Budweiser commercials. <laughs> they really may have. I, I yeah. saw it here somewhere. Soundtrack Bloodsport soundtrack score was composed by Paul. Herzog. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He's really great. I think. I I don't know what to to say. The main theme song is Kumite. (laughs) Kumite. Kumite. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Is this the Kumite song? Oh, my God. So, yeah. So that guy. Great job on the score. Um, All right. So. Well, I mean, we could keep going or we could get to the part of the show where we do pick what we think would be a good stop and then maybe even move on with what happens to the characters next after the plot is stopped. and They have nothing to do. Uh, what are what are we calling that again? That is our, our plot. Yeah. Our plot. Is it the plot? Massage? plot massage. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I I am going to. I'm going to I'm going to go with you again cuz you you stop this just because of time though. I mean is it the best? It's well, it's time and I also I like the fact that you stopped him from getting to Hong Kong um which I think is, you know, priority. Yeah. Um yeah. And the name of the show is Plot Stop. I mean <laughs> it is. Yeah. You you got in there you, and yeah, you you knocked that shit out. So, okay. um, so yeah, he, he didn't get to take a shower and <laughs> that was it. Okay. So if that's the case, then we're, you know, a few minutes in. So I guess the, we have maybe three characters. So we have to worry about now. I don't know if we're going to get to ogre, but we have the Tanaka, his son and Frank or Jean-Claude. So what happens to all these people if this thing is, is stopped? I guess the son, I guess, still dies, right? Yeah. Yeah, the son definitely dies. Um, so he just goes off. He's unaffected by Frank. I mean, he joined the he joined the CIA. He's already trained for the Kumite. Um, you know, that – I guess that part of his – that part of his journey is, is yeah. you know – um, yeah, that, that shower sequence, really, if you, if you knock it off right there, he's screwed. He doesn't get to achieve his goals and it's over. He has to stay in the army. Just stays in the army. Maybe he does get into black ops or something. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, according to Frank Dukes, he did run black ops for the CIA. So true. Very maybe true. this is, you know, Maybe this puts him on an accelerated path where he actually does do that, and it's not a figment of his imagination. Or maybe, oh, maybe this all really happens, but Kumade doesn't. But Frank, 
you know, maybe ends up, you know, uh, a famous you can't be a famous black ops person. That's that's you can't you can't yeah, have that's, that. Yeah, I guess that's yeah that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're that spy. Which is why it's a huge when he conspiracy. Goes to visit the other army. countries. Hey, your picture's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like the best at this. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. The most famous black ops person ever. <laughs> Well, this is <laughs> so. This is this is the game he's playing, right? He's like, of course they're gonna say I'm crazy. Like, no, you can't be out in the open and be Black Ops. Oh, so perfect cover. A, this is a double bluff. It's a double bluff, which yeah. also I guess leads to oddly Van Damme's awesome show on Prime, in which this was all a whole thing anyway. It's very strange. The whole the whole Van Damme universe is very strange to me. Like, I can't seem to get my whole mind wrapped around something that seems so simple. Um, well, like what his movies, like what, well, no, he did this. Remember the show on prime where he was playing himself and he himself was a black ops person. Yeah. No, I, as an actor, like I'm just now all confused. That's all tied up in Frank's story. It's a, what's going on here. What's going on here, Matt? Unfortunately it got, it got canceled too, which is too bad. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that show. I did. Yeah. Me too. We encourage all of our listeners to watch that show. They have not seen it. Uh, it's really, it's really good. It uh, good. Yeah, I think comedy was uh, something that he actually did very, very good at. So <laughs> yes, um, I think he should have gotten a better, a better deal. But it was not to be. If we're gonna massage this, you yeah. know, he's he takes his shower. I, I'm, I'm gonna assume if, if honoring, if honoring um, Senzo Tanaka is that important to him. I think he probably would. I, I'm going to go with something similar to what I said uh, in our cool runnings podcast with uh, with Jerice. If I, I, I think I think he would have finished his commitment to the military. And when the Kumite did happen in the next five or so years, he would find out where it was and he would compete anyway. Um I think by this point it probably would be bittersweet because it looked like Tanaka was on his deathbed um, yeah. when he went to go see him. So he probably would not be alive, um, you know, to to know about the victory. But I think he would still right. do it anyway. All right. So, I mean, I guess in some ways you can't stop this plot. I think the uh, the spirit of, of Frank Dukes cannot be stopped. Ooh, is like this where we are? That. Do we actually get to an unstoppable plot, Pat? Well, I mean, this is this is the where are we now part of this. I mean, you stop yeah. the plot. It's it's done. All right, you know? fair enough. I think I think as long as uh, Frank Dukes's mind still still <laughs> fires, like if <laughs> as long as the synapses are still triggering memories yeah. or delusions, like. Yeah. Uh, you're right. There probably is no stopping him. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah. If anything, maybe, maybe, maybe one of those things in his head will say, "Hey, why don't you shave that stupid mustache?" <laughs> How do you stop that, Mike? Well, also, when he's in his deathbed, he looked like younger than I do. And like no gray hairs, really no wrinkles. He didn't look old. He's like, oh, "I'm an old man." He didn't look that old. The, the Japanese, they age miraculously well. Oh, well, okay. Fair enough. You know, I mean, you know, in that scene when Miss Tanaka answers the door, she's 175 years old. Oh, she's in her hundreds at that point. I yeah. I okay, mean, I missed that. Okay. But I mean, we could all strive for that, Pat. Yeah, we could. We could, you know, and then yeah. learn how to serve tea blindfolded and have our legs stretched, you know, for the neighbors to hear us scream and <laughs> it would be funny in a small urban backyard like the one i have <laughs> that's what i was thinking like you know we we grew up we grew up in like like se- you know semi-urban semi-suburban yeah. areas like yeah a queen's backyard is you know like you're talking about <laughs> like a 10 foot by 10 foot yeah. square of grass yeah. you know when when my dad was like you know get outside and mow the lawn i was like okay i started the mower i moved the thing back and forth three times and i was like all right i'm done you know so if you were training somebody like that in in our yard dude like 
It'd be a really funny parody then to do the, this whole scene in like a queen's backyard. Yes. Knock it yes. down. Knock it off, man. You know? yeah, some old guy would be like screaming at you. Yeah. Shut that kid up or I'll shut him up for you. <laughs> Cigar in his hand and a glass of red wine. Absolutely. Yeah. Tanaka. Tanaka, do I need to come over there and fuck you up again? <laughs> Don't give me this ninja bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I guess the other plot stop would be just have it uh, set in Queens. Right. <laughs> another, yeah, there's another plot stop. The next door neighbor would have been like, dude. Dude, knock it the dude, fuck off. Dude, you already killed your own kid. Why, why yeah. are you doing this again? <laughs> yeah. Right. Can we get like, can we get child services over here? Really? He's like, I oh, don't know. No, it's okay. It's not mine. This I time. guess it wasn't a child. Then. It was an adult. Yeah, I know. At that point. Yeah. yeah that, child yeah. service. Like, hey, we can't do anything. He's 35 years old. We don't want to. He's like, oh, we we need to make Van Dam look older. Uh, okay, <laughs> give him that. Give him that same haircut that Kaneki had in Greece. Do you need to see some ID? Nah. Nah. No, no, he's, nah. Nah, he no, doesn't he's, believe in ID. Yeah. These kids are good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to your leg stretching. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we have uh, I think we have <laughs> arrived at the uh, at the end of the uh, Kumite battle here, Pat. This was a Kumite battle of our own. I it think. was. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to tell you, I'm 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 still like and I have such a smile on my face that you enjoyed this. I was expecting oh, great. to show up like angry and ah. like this is. This type of movie is in my wheelhouse and, and, you know, and anytime it's on, it stays on. Like if I stumble across it on TNT, I'm like, oh, all right, I'm watching this. This is what's going to happen now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I was happy to rewatch it again. And, you know, anytime you want to do a Van Damme movie, you say the word. I'm there. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is another another awesome episode. I agree. So, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And I guess we'll see you next time on Plot Stopper.